RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Tuesday morning is our morning to check in with Tim Wilms from the Unshackled.net in Melbourne. And Tim is with us again. Hi, Tim. Hi, Paul. Uh, good to be with you on this Melbourne Cup Day. It is called the race that stops the nation, though also occurring today is the Reserve Bank meeting that stops the nation because it's the first Tuesday of the month. So the Reserve Bank will be meeting this afternoon just before the Melbourne Cup race. Right. And the new Reserve Bank Governor, Michelle Bullock, in a speech recently, basically said she was very bullish about having to raise interest rates again if inflation targets were not being met and I reported to you last week that the quarterly inflation was 0.3% higher than anticipated so everyone's bracing for a rate rise and of course as rates go up uh, Anthony Albanese the Prime Minister his uh, ratings and polls go down. We'll get to that in just a moment. The race that uh, stops the nation does it still stop the nation? Well, I'm not into it myself, uh, but uh, certainly it's all the newspapers and the media uh, give it uh, lots of of coverage, and certainly uh, the fashion uh, gets uh, gets a lot of press. And uh, there's a yep. few uh, fashion faux pas this year in the Victorian Racing Club. Men are allowed to wear shorts. That has raised a few eyebrows. What? And there was a. a, a a model who attended with see-through pants. Well, okay, shorts first. Why shorts? Oh, because it's hot. It's it's yeah, but going it looks, to be a it looks hokey. Tomorrow. It doesn't look dignified. Well, I'm a shorts man. I'm actually wearing shorts now. We're, we're on the radio, but even when I'm on camera, people can't see. <laughs> but uh, oh, well, we but, can't tell by no. the way you're sounding. That's for sure. No, unless they were too tight or something, then we'd probably know. Yeah, I, I find suits sweaty, but then again, I wouldn't be at uh, the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, but you know, it, it sort of reminds me of those days of uh, walk shorts and walk socks. Not, not a was never a very good look. But okay, all right. And for the fashion in the field for the women, um, sorry, did you make any comment about there? Uh, so there, there was one model wearing see-through pants. That's right. See-through pants. Okay. I remember it was about 60 years ago. It was it was considered very controversial. One of the international guests, she wore a, a short skirt. And so Ooh. obviously times have changed. got to up it up. Well, we don't want uh, see-through shorts. <laughs> uh, that would not be good. Maybe that'll be in, in five, ten years' time. Who knows? They'll get to that. Um, and also at those big race meetings, quite often you'll see pictures of people who just had too much to drink and they just passed out right where they fell with all their fashion finery on. It can, can look a little undignified. Oh, yes. Uh, a, a lot of uh, people attending, they, they, they dress to impress, but they end up uh, sloshed and... Uh, well, uh, ending up in embarrassing, uh, embarrassing positions on the on the grass, and the the TV cameras they're all still there, rolling, and so yep, ca- capture uh, p- people's undignified uh, poses. In fact, there was one uh, drunk woman one year who actually she must have been really, really drunk, pushed over a police officer there. And I hope that, well, she found out that, well, 
that's being drunk is no excuse to behave like that. Though tomorrow in Victoria, uh, public drunkenness will no longer be an offence. Uh, okay. Sorry, yeah, or, yeah. For Melbourne Cup Day. Now, the reason why uh, public drunkenness has uh, been well, it's no, it's no longer going to be an offence. Uh, the the law is coming into effect tomorrow, is uh, because. Uh, of the 2017 uh, death in custody of an Aboriginal woman, Tanya Day, who she was put into a police cell because she was drunk. And uh, that often leads to legislative action, particularly of a, of a Labor government. Now, the it's the Allen Labor government now. I always have to correct myself. Yep. Yeah, because Dan's gone. Yes, so they are planning to open up 10 uh, sobering up centres across uh, Melbourne and uh, the state, I believe. And nine of the 10 are going to be only for the exclusive use of Aboriginal Victorians, which I thought you weren't allowed to racially stereotype that Aboriginal people. What's that based Um, on then? Well, it's obviously got to be based on some sort of, of... factual data, although if I know that when you and I discuss these issues, if we mention these facts, uh, then we're called racist. But apparently if you use public health language, then it's no longer racist. Yeah, well, look what public health have done to us in the last three years. You can't trust anything they say. It's terribly patronising, though, isn't it, when you think about it? It's, well, it's a patronising sort of superior attitude. Admission be based on well, need, not race. So, I mean, how pissed you are. Yeah, so so the the one that is going to be all race ra- racial inclusive is the one in Collingwood that was supposed to open up for a cup day, although it's going to be open by the, the end of the month. Is there, was, there a, was there any sort of... Uh, Connection between the, t- the 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 day of the racing and you know we're just talking about people getting trashed and opening day there or is that co- coincidental? It looks to be a coincidence, but certainly a lot of the the, the media is is led with well, oh, this is the worst possible day for this change to come into effect. I know that uh, the state liberal opposition have have also said the same thing, called for the law change to be delayed and uh, the shadow police uh, spokesman brad batten he uh, because uh, what's going to happen if there's like drunk people on the the street there's this charity called co-health uh, they're going to pick a drunk intoxicated people up in oh really let's see how that goes let's see how that goes to the the sobering up center and brad batten he posed with a local collingwood resident sherry harold uh, they mocked up a fake co-health white van uh, to uh, to claim oh, we warned uh, young people about stranger danger getting into white vans with strangers, yet we're encouraging people to get into vans. And that led to the, the Allen government saying, look, they'll have all the proper identification and that and uh, this this sort of stunt could encourage people to impersonate health officials. All oh, right, yeah, I see. Uh, yeah. Uh, Collingwood is right next to the suburb of North Richmond, where the drug injecting facility, which was opened, it was initially a trial in 2018. It's become permanent. They're trying to open up the 
the Allen government, a second one and the CBD, but they've got lots of opposition from local traders. The one in North Richmond is next to a primary school, which oh, the justification was for having an extra primary school is because that's where all the junkies, sorry, you're not, not supposed to use the word junkies anymore. That's a derogatory slur. Uh, drug addicts, those with dependence issues. Well, drug de- drug dependent individuals. Yes. Okay. So I can tell you there will be a big uptick on drunken issues, problems in the street. I used to work in the nightclub business a long time ago now. I tell you what, man, there's nothing more difficult to deal with than drunken, particularly young men, though young women now out of control. And the more you have, the more of a big problem it will be. So get ready for that. Although I would disagree. I I, I think that it's people. They're, they're doing it anyway. I, yeah, yeah, they're doing it anyway. And, oh, right, I got you. Yeah, and certainly, like Melbourne Cup Day, if they arrested and put in the police cells every person who was drunk, I mean, Victoria Police cells would be full. I mean, they're having to cut down the opening hours of forty-three police stations during off-peak times to increase their frontline staff because they've got a a staffing shortage. There's more police quitting and retiring than they're able to recruits and certainly a victoria policing uh, they didn't make themselves an attractive profession when they were uh choking women and pepper spraying grannies and uh, handcuffing pregnant women in their lounges. yeah Yeah, i mean they'd only attract sort of sadistic people who want to do that yeah i wasn't thinking of everybody who might be drunk but you know a, a a not so nice drunk a bad drunk is a bad drunk you know it's they can be Big problems. Okay, anyway, now what happened, this was was an horrific story to hear about over the weekend, a car running into, what, people at a bar or something, five killed. What the hell happened there? Well, we still don't know why the driver ploughed in to that beer garden. Absolutely horrific event, tragedy. And sadly, particularly on long weekends, we are seeing uh, road tolls increase pretty much uh, since the the end of the the lockdown years. Uh, We have seen the the road toll increase, and I believe that's a, a legacy of lockdowns because there would have been a lot of people who forgot how to drive. The roads are more clogged now because people are out on the road and importing lot uh, hundreds of thousand more migrants while not building the infrastructure does not help that and also we're coming into well excellent weather uh, it's going to be close to 30 degrees tomorrow for melbourne cup day uh, a lot of people are going to be heading to the beach and last summer uh, we had a lot of tragic drownings uh, particularly among african migrants uh, because they come from a country where there's no that were landlocked and also because the pools were closed during lockdown there was no chance for swimming lessons parents can't afford them uh, because of the the cost of of living so that's sadly uh, that's a sad prediction i'm making there that they used to teach kids i remember being taught at school to swim well, it's sadly that was well. I've cut back during uh, COVID. Uh, there's the good old days that don't, that don't know how to how to swim. I know certainly I was thankful. My parents we we had uh, private uh, swimming lessons at the the local yep. 
pool. I'm a pretty competent uh, swimmer, uh, but certainly uh, it's it's another uh, tragic side effect of immigration that there's lots of people coming in who from countries where they they get in the water and get into trouble. Oh, dear. Speaking of, um, um, well, we weren't necessarily speaking of crime. We were talking about uh, drunk tanks, basically. But um, I was fascinated to see, speaking now of crime, that the mushroom woman finally was charged. Yes, Erin Patterson. She has been charged and uh, with three counts of murder and five counts of attempted murder. And so that includes uh, four attempted murders against her, uh, her estranged husband, Simon Patterson, yep. four occasions uh, between November 2021 and July this year. Uh, so okay. the, the beef Wellington uh, with the, the the deadly mushroom paste uh, killed Erin uh, Patterson's uh, in-laws, uh, Don Patterson and Gail Patterson, as well as Gail's sister, Heather Wilkinson. Uh, so uh, the, the sole survivor, uh, Heather's husband, uh, Baptist pastor Ian Wilkinson, he was recently dis- discharged from hospital so So is he fully recovered pretty well i i'm not sure he will survive i'm not here he's been in a coma for most of this time i think that it's right that we all respect his privacy and allow him a very difficult situation to to recover in private but uh, yes aaron patterson's property was raided last thursday at, at in Langatha, and then she was taken uh, to the neighbouring uh, town police station of Wonthaggy, where she was okay. held overnight. Then she appeared in the Latrobe Valley Magistrates Court on Friday in Morwell. So basically, they shipped her around to to all of South Gippsland there, and uh, she. Well, she didn't make an application for bail because there can't be one made in the magistrate's court uh, that would have to be made in the Supreme Court. So she's been remanded at the Dame Phyllis Frost Women's uh, Prison in Ravenhall. I, I find it weird that they they name a prison after an Australian philanthropist and social worker. I mean, people might think so that odd. she was actually a female criminal if, yeah, yeah. if it's named after her. Uh, so she will be, uh, unless uh, she makes a successful application for bail, uh, she'll be in there until her next court appearance in May next year because the police seized her computer, which they claim they need 20 weeks to go through, which that's quite a long period of time. Yeah, that is. We, we all assumed uh, during this gap between the July lunch and we're in November now uh, that the police were just quietly doing their due diligence and wouldn't they uh, raid her property and get the computer back then? Uh, but uh, it's just a, a a high profile example because this is worldwide uh, this this mushroom poisoning case because it is so, so extraordinary and peculiar. Why the police uh, uh, justice is so slow? Uh, yeah, it's taken ages. There must have been something that came to light. 
in more maybe recent time that um, that that had them make a move, surely. And also the extraordinary thing is uh, that uh, well, uh, the estranged husband. I mean, she tried. Uh, she's alleged. She's accused of attempting to poison and kill him on four occasions. Boy, sort of, did he? He knows how to pick him. Well, you sort of think, wouldn't he have advised his parents and aunt and uncle not you to? Don't eat anything lunch? she gives you ever. Yes. And or maybe because they were Christians, they were they, they believed in yeah Christian forgiveness. Uh, but uh, the, th- the thing about these uh, death cap mushrooms is because obviously there's been mushroom experts interviewed toxicologists. Yep. You don't feel sick until about nine twelve hours after. Uh, so they're tasteless but deadly. It's not like say if you put arsenic in a meal. That uh, pick it up, yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, so it sort of makes you think uh, that she might have known about this, and so if people get sick after the fact, this is all remember. Well, this is all all alleged, suspected. Yeah, uh, that uh, if they fall sick after, then maybe someone's thinking the connection won't be made. But remember, she uh, she blame she said that she got. Uh, some of the mushrooms from the local supermarket and also an Asian grocer. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mushroom growers have said it's impossible uh, for a poisonous mushrooms to get into the the, the supermarket uh, mushrooms. The thing that got me about this case when we talked about it um, some months ago was that she fed the beef wellington to her children, apparently, but removed the mushrooms because... They didn't like mushrooms. Now, what are the odds of that? Well, what's come out now is apparently the children ate a separate beef wellington. So she claimed, Erin Patterson, that she got sick, uh, but it makes sense that there was two different beef wellingtons, suspected two different. Okay, well, that's even more weird, isn't it? Two two beef wellingtons? Who makes two beef wellingtons? Well, yeah, because it's pretty hard to, to make, and but obviously there would have to be one that has the death cat mushrooms and then one that just has ordinary mushrooms if she if she was going to eat eat them as well remember this is okay all- so she had her own special batch. It's, this is what is suspected i think alleged and do we know what the husband makes of this has there been any reporting of of that no, there hasn't been. I don't know if he's been reached of comment, uh, but yeah, this is certainly um there's a lot of marriages, relationships that end badly. We don't know uh, why a uh, Aaron Patterson uh, is like the motive of why uh, why she would allegedly uh, try to poison yeah. her estranged husband and her in-laws. Uh, and this adds to the the mystery because it's such a so it's such an unusual uh, way uh, to allegedly plot a murder or triple murder. What is the court of public opinion saying at this point? Um, they believe that yeah, she she did it. Uh, she yeah. poisoned them. Uh, certainly, the, there is a lot of uh, memes online because a lot of people have. Twisted sense of senses of humor in uh, these sorts yes, of they do. Uh, tragedies. Um, I don't think in uh, the Dame Phyllis Frost Center they'll be putting her on uh, kitchen duty. No, no, okay, nowhere near the catering. 
Okay, well, that's uh, interesting uh, the way that has turned out now. Got to say, not not so surprised. And um, let's see what happens there. Also, I believe there have been have there been a string of intimate partnership or relationship um, murders or deaths as well? Has there been like a run of those? Yes, so this even uh, reached uh, CNN. They covered this. Uh, Australia's uh, domestic violence uh, epidemic, intimate uh, partner violence, alleged alleged murders. Uh, So there's been six in 10 days. Wow, okay. The the most... uh, High profile and, well, they're all horrific, but it's got yeah. the most attention. So a 21-year-old water polo teacher, uh, Lily Lily James, at uh, she worked at St. Andrew's Cathedral School. Uh, so uh, she w- w- probably don't need to say alleged uh, because, her, uh, because uh, the colleague uh, that murdered her uh, bashed her in the head with a hammer, uh, Paul uh, Thyssen, 24, who was a teacher there, he um, jumped off a Vaucluse cliff after he murdered her. He reported it to the police before he went and killed himself. Obviously, at a high school, like that is just terrific. uh, That. So, so, so is this a blip? Is this being seen as a blip, or is there something seriously wrong? out there at the moment well obviously uh, there is the obviously the 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 feminist uh, lobby uh, which says that oh, this is an example of the toxic uh, masculinity uh, uh, that uh, runs through our our society it starts with uh, disrespect and ends uh, with murder. Well, the hammer well in this in this instance yes and yeah. We had uh, Adam Bant, the leader of the the Greens, and so he took time out from uh, tweeting uh, "Free Palestine" uh, uh, on his uh, Twitter X account and said, uh, five women have been murdered in Australia in just ten days. This violent epidemic must stop. Men must stop murdering women. Men must do far more to stamp out the sexism and misogyny that breeds inequality and violence. And a lot of people. What's are- he doing? A lot of people asked Anna Bant in the replies, what is a woman? Because okay. how can you attempt to fix this? Well, the, the, this If you don't know what a woman, you can't say what a woman is fundamentally. It, yeah, Exactly. And we had last week uh, the, the, the New South Wales Premier, uh, Chris Minns. Uh, he appointed, uh, he said New South Wales was the first state uh, to have a dedicated women's safety uh, commissioner. Uh, help us in our mission to eliminate domestic family and sexual violence. And anything with the word safety in it is suspect these days. Yes, and double speak. Pe- people were replying to Chris Minns, "What is a woman?" Yeah, okay, I'm not surprised. And um, what's this about? Uh, is it the Frank Frankston serial killer? Yes, uh, which is where I grew up and have uh, oh, okay. most of my life. I didn't live in Frankston in 1993 uh, when uh, Paul Denyer murdered uh, three uh, young women. Uh, so Elizabeth, Elizabeth Stevens, Debbie Freem and Natalie Russell. 
And Natalie Russell, the third victim, uh, she was the girlfriend at the time of now uh, libertarian, uh, uh, Victorian liber- libertarian MP David Limbrick. And so oh, wow. okay. uh, there, he has led a campaign uh, to have a specific uh, laws introduced to keep uh, Paul Denyer in prison for life because he pleaded guilty. The Supreme Court ruled that he'd be eligible for parole in 30 years. And apparently there is no, he can just keep applying for parole. The first one was knocked back. And, uh, but the whole uncertainty that there could be some mad parole board that could grant him a uh, parole, uh, that just puts through the, the families through repeated yeah. agony. And re-traumatising them. And yep. Daniel Andrews, when he was Premier, he uh, said that oh, these laws uh, weren't needed because he had faith in the, the parole board. But uh, Jacinta Allen, she's done a, a good backflip, uh, one of her first, first acts as, as yeah. Premier, though she said this has been his new advice from the Solicitor General. And there's also going to be reforms uh, that will uh, that will ban uh, serial killers and child murderers from applying for parole uh, for up to ten years. And the parole board will also be able to classify some murderers and child killers and serial sexual offenders as restricted prisoners. So, so they what never get out? Potentially, uh, yes. If they get knocked back from parole, uh, then uh, then that's it. Well, I don't know if too many people would be worried about that, considering what's been done there, but okay. So uh, 20 mm. years ago, uh, Paul Denyer uh, tried to claim he was now Paula Denyer. And oh, what? To, yes, they become a woman. Uh, but this was before the, the trans mania, so it was not backed by prison psychologists. But you wonder if he tried such a stunt today, whether they would well believe him and uh, be more lenient, yes. Well, you'd give it a go, wouldn't you, if you were him? Although he's got uh, long gone back to well being Paul Denyer. Depends on how you feel on the day, Tim. You know that. You should know that. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So um, you mentioned Albanese at the start, and. Um, we, we know we, we have some polling information, but uh, Albanese and Dutton seem to be out in the world trying to outdo each other at the moment. Is that correct? Yes, they're both out of the country. Well, uh, Albanese, he, he he was in he's in China right now. Uh, Peter Dutton was in India uh, last week on, I guess, what you call it, a, dip, uh, di- a diplomatic uh, mission. Uh, yep. uh, so uh, back in May, uh, when Indian Prime Minister Nirita Modi came, uh, the Australian government uh, signed with India the India-Australia Migration and Mobility Partnership. Uh, so that outlined new options for visa applicants to extend or apply for visas to boost labour mobility for students, graduates, academics, professionals, and short-stay arrivals. And this was bipartisan uh, at uh, mm-hmm. the what do you call it infamous uh, at a, a event at the the Sydney uh, Superdome uh, where Anthony Albanese uh, described Nero De Modi as the the boss. Uh, Peter Dutton uh, was there in attendance, uh, cheering on as well. So it's bipartisan. Uh, this. Uh, uh, turning our uh, mass migration 
program uh, towards uh, uh, in, uh, almost exclusively India, uh, a migration from India to Australia. Indians are now the second uh, the second highest uh, group. Uh, so, so obviously there's been, um, th- that group's been identified as quite desirable for the nation. Well, it's there's also a geopolitical angle, is because because India is a democracy. Uh, they don't seem to have a colonial chip on their shoulder like uh, China does. They play right. the English sport cricket. Last year, when Australia hosted the uh, 2020 World Cup, uh, the game between India and Pakistan at the MCG, 95,000 attended, a uh, which is almost a full. MCG, yeah. uh, but yeah. thankfully the there was no uh, there there was no uh, sectarian violence because this is another thing uh, that uh, that is occurring uh, all throughout uh, the the Western world with uh, mass migration from the Indian subcontinent uh, that uh, these these uh, the the various uh, ethnic religious groups uh, bring their grievances here. Uh, earlier this year in Melbourne, there was a mini riot between uh, Sikh Khalistani separatists who were voting in their fake referendum for Punjabi independence and local Hindu nationalists. When Modi was here, he was followed by uh, Sikh separatists protesting against him. Obviously, in Canada, uh, your relations are strained between uh, Canada and India. Uh, yep. Justin yep. Trudeau accused the Indian government of being spying. assassination. Yep of a Sikh separatist leader. Yeah, oh, that's right, assassination. Over in uh, the city of Leicester and the, the UK uh, last year, there was uh, weeks of violence and rioting after a, a cricket game between India and, and Pakistan. Okay, so you'd think that cricket diplomacy would probably work, but it's not as simple as that, obviously. Like the ping-pong diplomacy between the US and China back in the day. Um, so what was Albanese doing presumably uh, visiting Xi Jinping. Yes. Uh, so it, it's to, it's, I'm not sure he's used various language. So it's about stabilizing relations. So there's still uh, some uh, trade sanctions remaining. Uh, he's gone over there with uh, trade minister Don Farrell. The talking point uh, that they've all got about uh, how uh, how Austra- how their government will approach their relationship uh, with China is that uh, we uh, cooperate where we can and disagree where we must and engage in our national interests while not compromising our values. Uh, there is still one Australian who who has been uh, detained in in, in China, a writer. Uh, Yang uh, Jen, he's been yep. uh, detained for almost five years on espionage allegations. Albanese has promised to make representations to uh, the Chinese Well, government. like he did with Assange, and that turned out really well. Well, he got uh, Cheng Lei uh, back before this okay. visit, uh, the imprisoned journalist. She was there for three years, So, but there's still one Australian there. Uh, so, and Anthony Albanese, he's, because uh, one of the things he said uh, bef- in his uh, budget reply when he was opposition leader before he won the election, that he wouldn't, uh, he, he, he wouldn't uh, leave when the going gets tough, which it seems he's always done. Uh, 
obviously a week after the the voice was defeated he was off to the white house for a state dinner when he came back he went for a series of photo ops at various factories he was at the the Bundaberg beer factory in oh, yeah. Queensland yeah. Uh, one of the nicknames i give him is el beer because he seems to always be promoting beer and drinking beer <laughs> and he was also at the Dara Lee factory as well i think he's put back all that weight that he right. yeah. back when he was opposition leader and so he he, he does seem to go missi- missing when the going gets tough tough the the polls 5248 latest news poll 5347 latest latest redbridge poll disappearing when the goings gets tough and also constant uh, photo ops he's got there the name airbus elbow but considering yeah. dutton disappeared for for, for a week uh, to go over and uh, uh, spruik that yes i'm going to be as welcoming of indian uh, mass migration as uh, the, the the prime minister he probably needs a nickname delhi dutton maybe delhi dutton um maybe they both thought that it was time to have a little distance after that and just let it sort of disappear for a bit and not be concentrated on okay and um just to we're heading up against time um what's the status of the uh, reaction of the various uh, uh ethnic groups community groups or whatever in Australia, now that uh, the Israelis, it seems, are about to go or have started going hard in Gaza. And uh, what have there been any individual characters coming out of the woodwork regarding that? And, uh, and you know, anything else in that line that, that you want to tell us about before we finish? Well, every week it is uh, protests in Melbourne and Sydney, uh, free Palestine stand uh, with Gaza. Uh, there is now uh, some uh, Antifa. Uh, activists, including a group uh, called uh, Jews Against Fascism, who are taking part in protests targeting uh, a Labor uh, minister's offices. They occupied Richard Miles, the defence minister's office. And uh, so the Labor MPs, I'm certain that they're feeling uh, the, the the heat uh, from uh, their, because they hold all the uh, the Muslim Muslim populated seats in Western Sydney and uh, outer Melbourne. I know that uh, the Muslims in Michigan and the United States, they're threatening not to, to vote for Biden and in the yeah, Democrats, same yeah. with uh, uh, vowing not to vote for Labor, uh, for Sakia Starmer. Uh, so they are in, obviously, the Albanese government, uh, they're certainly, uh, their language is certainly, they're trying to, uh, they, they're not calling for a ceasefire, but uh, what's the what's the new terminology? A pause. There I think again? it's a, a pause. A pause, yeah. Yes. Uh, but um, we had last week, a, on this, uh, similar to this topic, our high court rule that uh, convicted uh, Islamic terrorist Abdul Nasib bin Brika. He was born in Algeria, but he managed to uh, get his foot into the door in Australia in the early 90s and got citizenship in 1998. He was uh, arrested as part of uh, anti-terror raids at the end of 2005 or 2006, and he was convicted, given 15-year sentence. So the Morrison government passed laws to strip uh, those 
who are convicted of terror offences and uh, dual citizens. Immigration minister give him the power to strip the citizenship of those people, but the High Court ruled no. Only you can only give us the judiciary the power to do that. That's what they ruled. Oh, okay. So yeah. There might, uh, yeah. They there might have to be a another redrafting of the of of those laws to for some judicial process, but. Governments, the immigration minister always has uh, the final say, well, the discretion to cancel uh, visas, deport, uh, deport criminals. But not change their citizenship. Well, they can never, never render anyone stateless, but he's a dual citizen, obviously born in Algeria. And clearly, like he was convicted because he wanted to, he was plan. His group was planning attacks against Australians. So, yep. why does he want to stay here anyway? Good point. Well, I don't anticipate I'll see a picture of you collapsed at Flemington in a weird position because you've, you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it'll just be a, a a normal Tuesday for me tomorrow. Yep. So the um. The, the, the country won't be stopping as far as you're concerned. Um, it will be for the Reserve Bank meeting, yes. Oh, yeah. It, and it, uh, what's it, the anticipation there? What, what is the likely rise? A uh, quarter of a percentage. Uh, so the, the money, the bookies are on a rate rise. That's, okay. that's where the money is mainly going, I think, tomorrow. The smart money. Okay, we'll talk about maybe what happened there when we uh, catch up again next Tuesday. But in the meantime... Tim Wilms from the Unshackled.net Melbourne. Thanks for coming in again, Tim. Great to talk with you. Thanks. Thank you again, Paul. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.